we crack on to the senior lads? Or any other things to throw out there before we move on? No. Happy enough. Okay. No. So, um, talk to us then, lads. Uh, Binasound to Ireland. We, uh, I think we were all going with with Binasound this one, one nine to one seven. So, um, Tom, I'll come to you first. You give us a bit of a rundown here on, on how this all went. Well, um, it started off. It started off. Uh, uh, like Ireland um, in the first half looked to, to to have control of the game, but. Um, they never penetrated the really the the the, the Bagnestown backline, like you know. They they were very hesitant in, in, in their in their forward play, like you know. And uh, could just can't understand Paul Brodrick, Dermot Walsh out picking up ball around the middle of the field. Uh, you know, two guys that you would need in, in close to goal where they could do damage, like you know. Um thought Danny Moore Danny Moore was very good for them. I thought Danny really got in among Bagginstown and, and, and was upsetting them like you know, he was typical Danny, like he was he was niggling them, like you know. Um but Paul Brodrick was the main chief scorer for for, for uh Tim Ryland. Uh, you know, he, he clipped over a couple of frees and and, and, and few from play. Um but that's he was the main man like so they were they were lacking it. Uh more more forwards like you know to to do the shooting for them, but uh, I'll just give you I'll give you a bit of a stat on them if you know if uh, I have it here somewhere for you. Um, Tin Island, you had thirteen shots off, converted seven. Uh, Bagman's Town twenty, converted ten. Uh, you know, uh, so you could see like I mean, it's Bagman's Town. Bagman's Town were getting getting the. Uh, their forwards more on the ball than Tim Rydenberg, like, you know. Um, so it was a disappointing uh, for Tim Ryland, like, you know, but full credit goes to, to Bagginson for, for their win. Uh, again, workman-like team. Uh, worked, worked very hard. It, like, their scoring was, I mean, the, the spread of scores they got, like, was, was uh, like Shane Clark with two points in the middle, Jack, Jack McCullough with three, uh, Jamie Clark got two, uh, Keen Dial got, got one, and then Young Guider came in and he scored the goal. That probably was the the difference in the end, like you know. Um, but full credit to Bagginstone, it was a great win for them. Chris? Uh, same, I thought. I just thought Bagginstone made a few kind of silly errors in the first half. Um, and allowed a bit of momentum to go to Ryan's out. But I thought in the second half, we said it before, that I, I don't think they had a lot of football played coming into Championship. And each game I look at them now, they're getting better and better and sharper and sharper. And they picked a few holes. To Ryan were very defensive, dropped back in between the 45. But the, the, I thought Paddy and Tommy McDonald down the right-hand side were very good at bringing the play to them. And Tommy McDonald, I think, ended up with a point. On the right hand yeah. side at the very end, yeah. uh, it was a great score. Right. But um, I just, yeah, I, I, I was impressed. I was impressed with Bangston. Some individual great forms, like McCullough came out. He, I think he started a cornerback, and by the second half, he's midfield and yeah. big times in the game. Like he won or broke big ball. I thought Oshin yeah. Dillon worked so hard. It was just kind of unfortunate. He was in the right place. Uh, he did the right thing, and then when it just came to the last little pass. It was just poorly executed, but like if he sorted that out, I thought Bangerson could have been in for another goal or two. Um, 
I, I'd worry about their bench. I don't think to have strength and depth uh, that mm. if you come up against a good team to really put on three good, three or four really good subs. But, uh, but I, I definitely think they're on the up and I think they would have no fear of Raffili, uh after playing them the, the, the last day as well. I think, um, yeah, I think they ha- I said it last week, they have the ingredients to do something something good. Steve? Yeah, of course, sort of game. I, 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 I was in the Stanford uh, and good for Bagnestone lads around me and I was talking good for my half time and they were septic now. They, were, like, they hadn't kicked the ball. Was it four? How was it half time? Four, two. And like, yeah, didn't look like they were going to pull any sort of a show. Um, like Jack McCullough kept, you know, Jack Jack McCullough, Shane Clark kicked five points in midfield. Robbie Kane says the first game he, uh, I, I can't remember seeing your game. He hasn't scored him before. Well, maybe they're all going two year ago. Maybe I can't remember. He probably did score him, but um, just they got a, they got one rub of the green, and like Gary Player says, the more I practice, the better I get. The ball came in from a, a, a Chunny got a 45 or a free and it just yeah. dropped short. And I, I think it did it happen previous, just before that. I think that's something similar and Tinrin got yeah. away with it. And the next time it just stood there for a second and first to Keelan Guider came in, goal. Because Keen Dyle had a chance before that, something similar, didn't get the goal out of it. And uh, they just, the you know, they kicked on then. And, Jamie Clark kicked two points. Um, as you said, Thomas McDonald kicked a great point. Andrew Casey pushed forward a lot more than I've ever seen him pushing forward. Uh, no, he wasn't shooting. He was clever enough to give it off to whoever. Now, uh, back to what Christy said, the first half there, to give a couple of silly frees there. And like, they give away quite a lot of frees the first half. Uh, in fairness, it was behind the Bangestone bench. They never opened them up once. Now, like, they're all our TC, Hamish, Ken Hickey, you know them all well. Uh, like, they were... They were very poor the first half. And, you know, Paul Broderick, in fairness, first ball he got, kicked it over the bar from about 35 metres out, left forward, curling, great score. Jamie Clark got a similar one then. Uh, Chris Nolan in the second game from nearly the very same spot, left foot, beautiful points to be seen. Like, Shane Redmond had a very good game now for... Great game. It was same with the county men. Like, in fairness, myself and Paul Broderick, they were, they were dragging in range through that game. Then yeah. Bangerson looked to be able to get five points up to kick a couple of wides where I don't know whether shots have been taken at all. The wrong lads were getting the shots off. Next when the ball goes down, Dimmer Welsh is a goal and there's only two points in it. And it's, you know, there's still three or four minutes left. And next when Stephen Amar is in the lane, they can blow by sending the freaking army up. He's pushed up the whole yoke where before that, you know, you know, they're throwing the kitchen, kitchen sink at the ball then. I don't know who carried the show, but in fairness, the Bengals were very disciplined. They didn't put any hand on anyone. And just back to the refereeing of it, uh, the first half, Tommy was saying about Danny Moore and, um, you know, getting in Bangstone faces. Seth and Jamie Clark were on the ground there having a, a good old set toe for about 25 seconds, I'd say. And in fairness, I know whether that's saying it's right or wrong, but between the linesman and, and, and Salt, he didn't see what started it. So generally, in that case, you give two yellows. And one lad is probably fully deserving of it, and the other lad is maybe not. And he gave neither of them yellow. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was a stand for both of them. But you might look at if Jamie had been on with Jamie's style of play, if he was on the yellow card for 10 or 15 minutes, is it going to Corby's play? And in fairness, he didn't give a yellow card, and the game was the better for it again, it was over. Mm-hmm. 
I, I thought, Stephen, you're right, that Bagnus Town took control of the game and they were out the gate. I thought, kind of, this is, say, like, last year or the year they got semi-final, like, learn from it, like, manage the game the last few minutes. If you have to pull down a lot out in midfield, just pull them down, take the foul and reset in your back line. I thought they were just a tad little bit naive. Uh, in the last 10 minutes where they should have kind of really solved the game and Tim Ryden shouldn't have got that goal. They should have shut up shop and managed the game a small little bit better. That would be just something that if you're looking at the next day and you get in that position, know what to do and manage the game and manage the opposition as well. Yeah, Tim Ryden's first wide was, I think, was about 45 minutes gone again, Tim Ryden at the wide, the three wides yeah. and bangs from a 10. You know, yeah. so... That that tells you two things. You might say, "Oh, Tinrail were that bit more efficient," or you know, they should have been shooting more, possibly. But uh, you know, the, the ball wasn't sticking anywhere other than like Broderick got six points. I think Shane Redmond just got his fingers to wander went over the bar, got the wander yeah. went over the bar that Broderick had kicked in, and Dermot Welch only got the goal. So, whereas Magnus Towns forwards, Darren Allen, uh, Oshin Dillon, Robbie Kane, none of them scored from play. Uh, Oshin Dillon in fairness caught, got one ball and ran about say, 50 yards with it there and if he had a GPS on him it would have blew up because he was taken off straight away he was totally gassed and in fairness <laughs> he, he, you know that's what the lad left in the field with nothing left in the tank and he definitely hadn't yeah. gone off that time anyway yeah. so we'll actually talk about the semi-final now right because the next game the next quarter-final between Pal and Rangers will bring us nicely into Rangers and their oak. so let's talk about Bindersound and Rathvilly first. Um, two semi-finals are on Sunday, just to put out there. Uh, Bindersound and Rathvilly, half one. So, mm. we spoke about this fixture literally only, what, two weeks ago, was it? Two, three weeks ago? Um, mm. And we kind of had, you know, some of us were saying we fancy Bindersound, and I think it was two and two. Stevie, was you and Tommy said uh, Rathvilly, I mean, Chris said Bindersound that day. Yeah. I think that's mm. the way it was. Yeah. So yeah. where where are we now? Because um, what a couple of points in in the last meeting, um, Rafili have had that week. Um, is it a week or two weeks? I think it's only a week, isn't it? They've had a week extra. Was we'll they off? A week off. A week yeah. off. Yeah. And Bynastown have had this game. Um, you know, shy conditions, obviously, uh, with a test nonetheless. Um, I don't know if they've come through that completely unscathed in terms of injuries and that. Um, it's kind of one of those things like always happens, and it'll be the same for the one, um, even though it's unlikely for the one. But if I just don't go and win, you'll say, oh, look, they, they had the extra game and they stood to them. And if they lose, you'll say they're tired. And then with Rafili, if they lose, you'll say, well, sure, look, they weren't sharp because uh, I just had a game last week. And if Rafili win, you'll say, oh, well, sure, look, they had uh, a week off. <laughs> These things are thrown out every year. So let's quit the bullshit and be honest about things, and which you always are, in fairness. But we'll call it based on... The match itself. Take all those factors out of it because, in my opinion, when it comes to game day, you know, even if it is only a week, you can recover for that week anyway if you don't have an injury. If you're sensible mm -hmm. about it and you you know as, as a coach, Tom and Chris, um, you know the lads to mind. If a lad comes to you and says, I don't want to train this week, I'm feeling wrecked, you know you get more out by actually not having to train. Obviously, you use a bit of common sense. Mm -hmm. So, let's bring it down to the nitty gritty, right? And where is this going to be won and lost? And why is it going to be different from the last day? Obviously, apart from the fact that it's semi-final. So, Chris, I'll start with you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, for me, I thought the last day against Rafaelia, I thought the full back line for Bagnestown looked under severe pressure. Now, I thought Andrew Casey last week 
or yesterday had a, an unbelievable game, but I actually thought he looked a bit injured or sick the the first day against Rafili. And I thought I thought they were under big pressure. Um I do think Rafili are so well seasoned and a great outfit and they're well able to pick off for scores and they're fairly potent once they cross the halfway line to get a return on going forward. I just have a, a niggling feeling that I don't think they're 60 minutes in them. Now, if they bring on the young lads like Parik Dare and, and Andrew Bulger and that, and they bring a lot of energy, uh, that's brilliant. But I think Bangless Town will be buzzing this week. And like, beware of a team that have nothing to lose. No, not a lot of people will fancy Bagness Town to come through the semi-final. Uh, and I think that's where lies kind of the little nudge for me. I don't, I, I said it the last uh, I think I think there's still more in them, to be honest. Okay. Uh, we'll weave back around for the one-word verdicts, right? But we'll give the, the context first, so we won't ask you to, to give the verdict um, straight away or whatever. But uh, just, just one thing, Chris, that, that O'Neill chap, was it Conor O'Neill I spoke about? He played against Lockton Bridge in the junior and he kicked the... Kicked Unbelievable. The is, he, yeah. is he one of these wild cards? Could we potentially see... Um, him come in or uh, I, I I wouldn't have any fear putting him in I think mm. uh, f- f- for me say if you're looking at a chap like that it's is he ready in his head and if he's ready in his head to take on the challenge there's no problem whatsoever it's when you have a lad come on and you don't know what you're going to get that's the that's where the gamble is where mm. with Connor you know exactly what you're going to get he's a level headed person he's going to give you everything and lads he's fertile he's a big big unit Mm. Um, and there's not too many of them out there either. Imagine himself and Brendan in midfield. That's Jesus. Mm. Serious prospect. Like I was yeah. so impressed in that day, and I just think as a wild card, sort of way. And generally, sometimes maybe in finals we see more often, and especially at inter county yeah. level, um, where this guy will come in, a kind of a Walter Walshop. You know well, that sort I, of way. I will say as well, the Parik there and there. Um, he started the first few games and he came on the other day and he's another young lad. But he mm. won a big ball there on the on the six yard box, right? He had the maturity and the calmness to kinda of, he he went inside and looked, see was the keeper on, the keeper wasn't on. He came back out, he got blocked down, he did a jink or two and he ended up coming back out to the terrace side. He was so level headed and calm in a really kind of heat of the moment situation and the game was right there in in the furnace like that he showed great maturity not to just kick the ball willy-nilly like so if they're doing them things the young lads like it bodes well for them because that's where their strength and depth will come from the bench as well and young lads bring energy lads they've no fear in them which is a great thing Mm -hmm. All right, Steve give us your thoughts on this one regards to Raffili Raffili have been top of table top of groups for the last not many years so extra week or a week off that's going to make no difference to them I don't think they'll know what to be doing um, yeah regards I was just talking to them more to where like dominating the other night in intermediate and Brendan Murphy like, is going to be the same for kickouts and that's just the fact that Scott, he's going to if you know if do the contest kickouts put Jack McCall on him for kickouts or do they just let him you know, that's, I don't know, the last day I was, not the last day, so I don't know how I just hope. Um, right, look, you're, you're, you're looking at Robbie Kane, who we're hoping is going to get a bit more into it. And like he was, he, he shipped a heavy tackle yesterday for about 20 minutes over in Farsi, and we recovered well and 
played well other than not getting on the score sheet. But uh, they got five points from play yesterday from midfield. Uh, that's kind of a thing you'd see from Raphael where Brendan Murphy had hit three or four and you could have Conor Doyle or, or uh, Alan Kelly or Finnegan or something beside him. That's a kind of a regular count with Raphael. Uh, I like to see it in Jack McCullough getting three and Shane getting two. They need, they'll probably need a couple of scores over the likes of them boys again over the next day and all um, four or five of the forwards. And I don't know whether Alfie is back now or not. He's missed mm-hmm. all the games. He went off in the Lachlan game and hasn't been back since. Um, could hold him back as well. Back to what Christy said as well. Bagnastown, who would have been sent to start the year, could get to the semi final. Could say they're in bonus territory now, have a cut at it. This is like you're, you're talking with their organs, the young lads and intermediate team. There's plenty of young lads in that Bagnastown team there, the Tom McDonald's, Danny Dyle, all these lads. They should have no fear of it. Have a go at it, see what happens. But now I, I know those lads in the stand behind me telling Bangus on the show chest and the seven and a half pints up or there were six pints up, you know. And they start shooting, then they were saying they're the wrong lads were shooting, and that they'll have to be disciplined as well. Um, the Keelan Guider started yesterday, justify that score the goal. Will he start the next day? Will Alan Beaton start, or you know, Keen Dylan got a pint from a free, you're looking not to get a goal as well. They'll have to have conversion rates that Tin Ryland had yesterday, but Tin Ryland's conversion rates were because they were shooting so little that they'll have to take the chance when they come because Raffili will be taking them at the other end. Right, Tom? Yeah, look, at, uh, I think first and foremost, Baggenstown will have to de- designate somebody to shut down Brian Murphy. And that was the difference the last day between the two of them. Brian, Brian just uh, tormented the living soul out of them, like, you know. Um, so they need to get a guy that can, uh, you know, man mark him, shut him down as best they can. Uh, regards, you know, uh, I thought, I thought in two games I seen Rafael. I thought they were they looked very exposed at the back, and if Bagginstone can capitalise on that, like you know, uh, getting the likes of Robbie Kane closer to goal, I think, you know, they, they, they could gain something out of that, like you know. Uh, but again, look at I know Rafferty a long time. They can you know, they get to a semi final, they're they're very hard beaten. Like you know, and they've been around this long enough to know how to edge it out. But um, again, to go back to Bagginstown, I think they have absolutely nothing to lose in this. They need to to, to go at this from the word go, and um, and if they can learn from the previous game against Rafferty. Uh, they're in with a shout, but there's there's something as I mean that people never really talk about or never, you know, highlight. Brendan Murphy, uh, you know, people talk about Brendan like you know he's feeling in the middle of the field. Brendan Murphy is probably one of the best foot passers of a ball I've ever seen. He's a superb kicker of the ball, and uh, Brendan doesn't even come out in the middle of the field. You know, if Brendan just uses the, his his kick pass. He he'd open up a team with a with a pass. He's he's a superb uh, foot passer of the ball, like you know, uh, around the middle. So McCulloch and these boys are going to be have to be on their game like, to shut him down, stop the supply of ball going in. If Bagman can do that, they have it that they're, they're in with a chance. The other side of it is I thought that really turn over a terrible lot of ball. Unnecessary ball, uh, in, in their previous games. I'm sure their stats have showed show them that like, the they, they turn over a terrible lot of ball, so they need to they need to sort that out themselves. Like, you know, 
Um, but uh, I think, look, at, I'm going to put my head on the block and I'm going to go bagging some. Big haul, big haul. People won't probably, but I just think, you know, look at lads. I mean, championship is championship and it's, 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 it's there, it's there to be won and Bangstown are in a great position now. They have to be buzzing in training. You know, they've been, they, their goal is probably to get to, to the semi-final. Now they're there. Now let's go, let's take it on another step forward. So they're a dangerous animal for, 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 for anybody to take in the semi-final. So, and Raffili have to be very, very wary of these boys, you know. So I, 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 uh, I go for Raffili, uh, for, I go for Bangstown. I'm going to go for Bangladesh as well. I'll join you. Uh, Stevie? I know Christy's going for Bangladesh anyway um, before he opens his mouth, I think. Uh, Christy, are you going for Bangladesh? That's, that's not yes. a question. Yes. Christy's Christ, <laughs> going for Bangladesh. So, Stevie, are you going to be really supportive there? Tough one. I went from this week. Uh, I went, for, went against him in the hurling every week and, and, and the one. Um, no, but seriously, um, the Lake Lockton game, O'Loughlin and Raffili. Raffili had four points on the board after about three minutes. Bangus would have the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes to have to stop that scoreboard uh, by any means possible. And what? Just get a foothold in the game. Don't let them get three or four points ahead. And you're chasing your tail then uh, because that's when Raffili are at their best. Um, I think it was Tommy said about Brian Murphy. He has to be doctored. Uh, yeah. That could leave a Kevin Murphy or someone else or Alan Kelly to step up then. But I said it here before, Brian Murphy is most underrated player that could be in the, in the county or has been for a long, long time. And you pick up the Nationals, he's after scoring four or five points from playing, three from freeze. That has to be stopped. And that stops out the field. As you said, Jack McCullough, whoever has to stop the Brendan yeah. Murphy passes coming in. Yeah. Um, I... I I slight nod for Raffili, just going on on all known previous form. But uh, yesterday, Jack McCullough was ending up in the end of moves where Robbie Kane was the last day against Balnebrana. I know you're saying about keeping Robbie Kane into clo- close to goal. Yesterday, Jack McCullough ended up in the end of moves and kicked three points. Might kick him the next step, it could be Robbie Kane doing it. And Robbie, you know, I just. Whatever system they had yesterday, they're kind of moving. Jack was kind of, you know, he was he was in and out and just hit three points and playing a, a knockout game is fair going from midfield. And I said they need that. It, and Darren Nolan, they need to get more over him now. They need to get a couple of points over him as well. They need, oh, they're, they're front eight. They're going to need five or six in by scoring from play if at all possible. And because Raphael, you'll be looking at, you'll have Kevin Murphy, Finnegan, Kelly, Brendan, Brian Murphy. Uh, Brian Smith. There's five of them probably going to score from play anyway. With them seven, uh, so on yeah. all form, I, I'd go for Raffili, but I wouldn't be one bit surprised if Bangasol sorry turn them over. But they'll need to get a good start by hook or by crook. That Raffili don't get three, four points up in their chest and their tail in the semi final. We played, we played. I can still remember 2002. We played Raffili. We be her off for the first time ever in the championship in the quarter final. I guess let's see Darren Leonard's goal going in after I, I think it was just before half time. We lost the goal. I can, I'll never forget it as long as I live. They get a three or four point lead on you in the knockout game. It's quite hard to get back on them. Mm. But I, I'd, I'd give them the slight nod, 
But Bangstown, throw the kitchen sink at it, nothing to be feared. It's but not don't throw it at it till it has to be thrown at it. They just have to stay in the game and if the two clerks, these boys can drive a team over line, they are you know, they they will die with their 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 boats on the one and left in the tank for them boys and uh, you know it's gonna be an intriguing battle because they said they played two weeks ago, see what Bankstown have learned in the meantime. And you know, we weren't at that, I wasn't at that, so I can't comment on it. But but I'm going for Raffili just only an unknown form at the minute. The hunger think? has to be in Bagginstown. There has to be absolute hunger in, in Bagginstown for this. You know, they, they they have to be absolute chomping at the bit for this one. Andrew Casey and the, the Andrew uh, against in uh, the previous game there, he, he was very lucky against uh, picking up to Tenryan full 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 forward. He was he was hanging over, he was swinging over him off the ball. Like you know, he can't do that. He can't do that. Like I mean, you know, he needs to be clean. He needs to be you know, keep his hands off off the player. Um, again, whoever's picking up Brian, he he probably have to get to- double teamed. To stop stop him getting on the ball, and the other side of it is they cannot afford to be fouling in there. Brian will punish it. I need to get Danny Dial forward before. No, yesterday he didn't. He didn't. It wasn't as prominent as other games. He's a lad I think could have an impact if he's let have an impact uh, going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the two McDonalds can make up the you know, other their little athletes, and they'll make up headway up and down the field uh, as well. It's just you know the. the Spread the scores and don't be leaving it out the ball, but there's a couple of lads have to pull pull a few more scores but they haven't been getting them. Right. For we move, move on, lads. We're now we're yeah. at the end of this York and we still have a quarter final and a semi final to preview. So um uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, Pal and Rangers then from, from yesterday. So Marissa Rangers thirteen points, Palatine one seven. Um I think, was I the only one Rangers last week? I think there was only three was on last week. I think we two Pal and one on Rangers. So um yeah. Give a little monster championship uh, to that one there. Um, simple. <laughs> Car, Car, uh, Carmack Holloway, that's all you need to talk about. Right, hold on now, actually. Uh, yeah. It's interesting you should say that because uh, let's Unreal. have a little look at this again. Uh, thanks to, uh, to John Nolan. We'll actually play the commentary as well because it's quite good. Uh, just get the volume ready on it. And our microphones are on as well, lads, just to let you know. The space, chance there for Kirsten. Cavagone is right now, time pass off. He's through on goal. This is a goal chance for Rangers. Shot, saved by Cormac. Cormac Holloway does well, straight through Gary Kelly was. It's on burn, it's on his right foot. This is dangerous. Great stop by Holloway. He saved him again. Paller, Rangers danger here. Eddie Byrne, if he gets a shot off, shows his strength. He's going to get the shot off and snack once again. Once again, Karma Holloway has saved him. Into space, Horst doesn't get there. Surely this time Byrne has to. Once again, Snack saves him. But they're so wide open in the back lane here, lads. Strong for them. Coming through here, Dermot Byrne. Surely one of these is going to hit the net. Again, Snack saves it. It's back to Joyce. Joyce now, can he get the point at least for them? He does. They're just too physically strong running through the middle. We can't deal with it. So this is a lad that taught me, what was it, the week before the football championships. I played an old junior game there a few weeks ago and he going for the for the senior championship. Uh, five one on one Um and yeah. yeah, a serious character actually. Um if he wasn't playing, we'd have him on here fairly regularly too, because he stole the show tonight out for the match in, in the hurling. Just hilarious. But like getting back to the nitty gritty, like that's five literally five one on ones in the 
in the first half. So um, is it fair to say that Rangers should have won this by a lot more? Should have. Yeah, 100%. definitely. Yeah. Carmack saved him. You know, yeah, probably have the as well. Like the they must have kicked about seven short as well into the wind. Um, as well, they dropped three short. Yeah, I don't want to get into that, Chris. To be honest, it's just, but, uh, it's just the, the snack box show is all, is all I have there. Um, yeah. but like twelve four on the waves count. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of opportunities to be to be coughing yeah. up. Like in fairness, um. Yeah, I don't know. What can you say about it, lads? Uh, went straight, straight, straight down the middle. 22 shots. Christy, you in there and you separate them two, will you? Hey, hey. No, Easy. Rangers had 22 shots. I had tw- and, and 12. That's the difference. 22 versus you know? 12. Yeah. 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 Is that what you were going to say, Steve? More or less. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. He's like, what in his box? <laughs> <laughs> More or less, uh, yeah. So, Chris, are you want to add to this one? No, no. I I did think it was desperate weather conditions. It was very cold and very windy, and like uh, one or two kick passes went astray just because the lads weren't used to the wind. I think um, just got held up a little bit. I think just Rangers look kind of dominant throughout. They're they're crafty, like in how to play the game. Um, I thought Conor Fenlon had great joy going up and down the, the right wing of five. Um, Gary Kelly's, I think he's very underrated as a footballer. I think he's a great yeah. footballer, a great yeah. man to hold the pivot position of six um, and kind of orchestrates lads around him. And what's really nice about him is he, if he sees that things are slowing down, he's looking to inject pace and come onto the ball of pace, which is really Brilliant. good. Um, Chris Nolan, Edburn, like she's seen it in there. Fieker Fitzpatrick is nearly like a little quarterback, to be honest, on the team. He gets on so much ball in there and plays around. And one thing that, like, it's an underrated, a long fist pass is underrated in Gaelic football. But he made some 20, 25 yard fist pass that were great. He hit one along the ground there with a little bounce on it. Fully intentional. And it was a super pass inside. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Pal for me just never really landed a punch to be honest and I suppose the goal got them back in the game but I I just thought it was Rangers all day really to be honest hmm. So a good spread of scorers there um, from Rangers it must be said I think Steve yeah. I don't know if you have a count on it exactly but I, was it five, six, seven scorers maybe? Um, yeah Ten seven, points, three, four points yeah, like that's, Edward that's had two. Statistic, isn't it? In fairness, like when you, when you look yeah. at it, and um, it's mad. Like both teams have lost, only scored one seven or whatever. Um, like Jamie Kennedy got the goal. So, what sort of a move was that? It was a kick out. Uh, Dean Grennan's kick out. It wasn't a real bad kick out, but didn't go high. And Connor Reynolds picked it up, injected a bit of pass into it. Give the ball across into the corner a couple of it was like one a lot of goals uh pal got last year that Kenny himself got a good few of them. Quick hand passes, man running off the shoulder, you got the ball edge of the square, buried at level. Sure, look, you're probably thinking then our pal going to kick on out now there was with the wind. You couldn't underestimate how strong that wind was last night. Yeah. It was a free in the second half, was it for Modern Strange, someone was holding the ball for that was kicking it. 
down in, that was down in the in the half hour line for Munster Rangers. Um, that was that was the goal. Like that was the forty eighth minute the, the score. No, uh, I think the next score after that, there was um, the next score could have been John Noel or, or sorry Kevin McDonald. They got free. Chris Noel looked like he was going to take it about thirty meters out on the stand side. Now, a favourite left forward player, only the wind was that strong, even for left forward, it would have just took it away. Next bit of Kevin McDonald pops up. Here, give it to me. Quick free. Kevin McDonald's loose. Passes it over the bar. Uh, Kevin McDonald was very good yesterday, now. Uh, kind of in a mini hurling role that he does link, man. But straight up the centre, we're going a lot of these balls. So we're just giving off. Good pass. Return. Ted Jace. Eddie Bourne. Five, six points between them. Up the middle, um, like Horst Lauder come up with the ball in the second half. Horst Joey's free, like he does over the shoulder. Tried it again twice in the next five minutes, got turned over. At that, that stage, you know, he just knew Pal weren't going to, wasn't going to be there today. But very impressed with Munster Rangers for leave the shooting aside. They were, they were, they were using the middle third of the field, I would say, as in. The width of the goalposts and a bit more that third of the field they were doing all their heavy lifting up that way. And Chris Nolan had a great point in the first half off his left out, out in the, into the into the breeze. Um, you know, he 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 was he'd hecked watch John Nolan come on the soap, kicked a great point when he came on. Yeah. Uh, Connor right. Fenland kicked the point. You know, it had a good spread of scores. Dermot Bourne only kicked one, that was a 45. Uh, but still, like the there was no, you know, there was no yellow cards being picked up for nothing. They can first referee in the two games yesterday. Like, you know, they were, they were let play as much as they could. You know, it was good to see. Like, there was very little free score in any of the, the two games. They were the most anyone scored. Conor Reynolds got two points. Roger got three. It's uh, maybe for Tin Ryland. That was nearly the bulk of the free taken yesterday. You know, so it's good to see that too. Yeah. So, Laz, I'd just like to say a word, like, for Palace, because it was a tough year on Palatine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, as a club, was. yeah, a lot of tragedies out there, lads. So, um, I think it's just one of those years for them. So, um, I think it's a bit unfair if we if we even talk overly critically of them, just considering the year that's that's been in it. And sometimes, sometimes yeah. that just happens. Uh, from yeah. year to year, you, you can have a bad year. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. um, that's just the way it is. So, I think they'd be happy to draw a line under it, and I'm happy enough to draw a line under this game as well and move on to the semi final yeah. if you're happy to do so as well. Um, yeah. So that semi-final, obviously, pits Aero up against Monaster Rangers. That's the, the second game on Sunday in Netwatch Cullen Park. Uh, 3.30 throwing for that. As you said, Raffili and Bidestown is 1.30 before it. Um, so um, this is a re- repeat, obviously, of the semi-final from last year, which was played, what, three or four months ago now, on a on a very mm-hmm. fine day. So yeah. we're talking about Airogue as uh, Leinster contenders and they haven't won the Carroll Championship yet. And everyone's talking about Leinster, um, Airogue as Leinster contenders, like on the terraces from every club. Um, and I suppose when you, when you ask this question, it's going to seem a little bit nonsensical or whatever, but if we get a day like yesterday and the piss of rain and the swirling wind, I mean, Morris Rangers are ob- obviously loving this. That's that's a bit of an equaliser here, even though we're talking about Aero Glenster contenders. Is there um, a... Don't, don't, don't we're filming. Are you saying there's a chance? Um, but is there a chance? Is there a chance for Morris Rangers here? Well, if you go to the game, the previous game that the, the, the two of them met, Rangers went four points to no score up against zero, right? And I thought that the I thought they were set up very very well. They were frustrating Aero. Aero was struggling to get 
to get their their their, their forwards on the ball. But then they came. It seemed like uh, Rangers decided, like you know, look up sure. We we can get out and start playing at these boys, and, and came out and start playing, and, and, and left left holes in in their back line, and and uh, the their old forwards came into play then and popped over a couple of scores, and for you know it, they were back in front, and and, and they never looked back. So Rangers beat Arrow a few years ago, so they're 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 a team that you you need to respect, you know, and you need to be very cautious. Uh, in when you're playing them, um, they won't fear their own. They won't fear their own in the slightest bit. They'll actually relish an uh, an opportunity to play their own. So it, it, a lot of people might say that yeah, their own game. It'll be a difficult game to get rid of them, you know. Um, so the Rangers have have size. They're physically big, strong, big, strong team, and. Um, Better's in at full forward, like you know, Mark Fitz will have his uh, have his hands full with him. If he gets the right ball going in on top of him, it could cause a lot of problems. And um, so it'll be interesting. Chris. Yeah, uh, Tommy just mentioned size. I think teams fall into a trap of thinking Aero can be pushed around the place. A few teams come in and try mm. clatter them around the place. Mm. They don't come off the better of it. Uh, Aroger, oh. fine big lads, well, they have the hand in themselves. Mm. Um, mm. And I, I just think the last day, Tommy, you're right, it was just an arm wrestle in the first half. But mm. then, for for me, if if I said it before, if you shut down the Chris Blake, you're leaving space for someone else to come into, and they will come into it. That's where Rangers mm. are going to have to be on the, on the ball. But lads, make no mistake about it weather conditions it's winter football now and they play a part in it but I I do think from what I've seen this is probably the sharpest I've seen Aerog in in the last few years so uh, Aerog will definitely respect Rangers we've never ever had an easy game against them and I think actually the loss in the semi-final six years ago that's what started the wheels in motion for this this bit of momentum and this kick forward that their old team are on at the moment. Yeah, Steve, any any uh, tokens worth there to try before we go to verdicts and stuff? And yeah, just make um, it the league game was it last year? There wasn't a whole lot in it. Chris Nolan went off injured then, and that's the first time I've seen Chris Nolan playing football since. Um, be interesting to see if he's able to bring a bit more to the party now, you know, in a game like, you know, that that day wasn't as, that was played early Sunday after dinner, as we're saying, different conditions. Now, looking at the weather forecast for the weekend, it's not to be bad, I don't think, at the minute. Um, just, when they did be there over in the quarter final there five or six years ago, same crack as yesterday, they should be out the game at half time, and they weren't. Mm. They're, they're able to contest games, contend games, they'll have to be taking the chances. Uh, if they get five goal chances tomorrow in the first half, they want to make sure they're taking three of them because the ball went without them. Uh, I can't see no don't forget that Pal did cough up them goal chances against the Blues in the in the in the in the last round. So that what the, the cough up three goals in the last five minutes. So the goal chances had been had been kind of a pattern of Pal's play. Aero, I don't know when they've conceded the goal. I don't know when they've had a shot on goal. 
what happened now there could be a minute gone next week and Eddie Bourne gets the ball and edges the square and it's a goal but you don't have to fancy a rock still like, you know, all, all known form we'll go back to that step and again which could be rammed down or short but um, well, you get your t-shirt with that on all known form yeah uh, yeah still you know, definitely so look, I, I, you go for a rock all day I, I think still but I said, like, so Kevin McDonald would come on as coming on, you know, as I said, like a bangers with the hurling. These boys are getting better every day to get another game of football under their belt in another week's training. Um, I was very impressed with them yesterday that Palby, what they were leaving the scoring in the over, but that squad they have to improve big time. You know, the, the lost shots there in the second half, the, the wind was blown over to the the far corner there, diagonal, and like they were shooting left forward shots that were, the, wind, the wind was taking out, like you know, for dinner, and you know they'll have to they'll have to shoot like when the shot is on, not just for the sake of it. Mm. <laughs> I like that one actually. <laughs> for dinner, that's on your better ones now. Um, so like I suppose the the point I'd like to make is yes, I've touched on it with the the winter football and the weather being a factor and all, and I do think obviously it is to an extent. But then I think back to the uh, twenty nineteen Leinster Club final when Aero played Ballyboard and St Enders and what were ahead seven six lost nine six sorry they were ahead six five wasn't it and lost nine six um and ahead six five probably with five minutes to go on the worst possible day you could ever play a game of football against what proved to be the Leinster champions right so when you factor that in a little bit there's no two games the same but even if the weather is like that they all dominated that game for the most part against opposition that you know are far superior than what Leicester Rangers are so I think irrespective of what happens I just feel that maybe they're um, they're probably going to win this one Um if it's a really really bad day maybe only by a couple of points but uh, I do think they're going to win it Um and I'd say I'm joined by three others as well. So Steve, you said Airog, I think. Chris, you're going with Airog, yeah? Yeah. And uh, Tommy's going with Airog. But yeah. you know it's going to be a battle as well, I suppose. Or do you feel it's going to be a battle, regardless? Yeah, Tom, because with Mount Leinster, it's like the Bangstone thing. Like, Mount Leinster will have no fear whatsoever. They'll go and do their thing. like, um, And... The, 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 like that's that's where the threat is the 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 having no fear whatsoever to go out and just just give it a crack that's 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 where the underdog comes in um just a question then, on it christy sorry to call across there um uh, mick nevin's got a touch and he says with the three semi-finalists from the same group have they all really been tested in their group uh, good point hmm. Maybe not, but back to the, the Raffili scenario. Raffili and Aero were used to being in the semi-finals, top of the groups. And, you know, the know where they're at to try and peak. And it's a valid question for me, in fairness. Uh, that, you know, you'd be looking at the start of the year, Aero and Raffili would have been the favourite to come over each group and they've done that and they'd be planning their year accordingly. Um, but, like with Grange playing Lachlan last week, they said that that was the the boost they needed for the the final against Tin Ireland. You know, Air Over talking about him in the Leicester final two years ago. Um, but you know, the 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 will give Air the will give more Leicester Rangers the the respect they deserve. Uh, but I said, well, I'm just going to jump across you there for a sec, right? Because one thing that has to be factored, and I'll ask the question first. I'm nearly sure the intermediates for the last week or two were were separated from the seniors. I think lads, yeah, will you stand over that? Right, send that. 
Yep. In Airog, right? Yeah. They're now they're now back with them. And okay, they've probably had a couple of heavy days. Maybe they're over in the clubhouse there again, right? But those in-house games, I'd imagine, are as good a game as they'd probably get when you see who's there. Oh, yeah. And the strength that they have. But Jesus, I'd say yeah. they're hot, heavy done games. You know what I mean? So it's, I suppose well, it's not that they're, they're not getting, you know, games of a decent standard even in-house. Because they are. They're absolutely getting games of a decent standard. Like, they're probably, you know, the Dublin team, that not this year, but just say the Dublin team that won the five in a row. They're that nearly equivalent. They're going for five in a row. And the in-house games that Dubs had as an inter-county side, I think that's tangible to Herog on a club level uh, in terms of the in-house games. It has to be. So, um, but Mick makes a very good point in fairness, like, coming into this one. Um, so I think it is a game of intrigue. I don't think it's a beaten docker, and I don't think the same scoreline is going to be there as the semi-final between them a few months ago. Um, but, yeah, that's that's where it's at. Lads, anything else to add? I, I just want to get to one or two other things. Any other points on that? No? All done, so? Well, he's going to go to bed late myself. An hour and 40, and just, we may split this joke into two or three parts. Um, we'll leave the video up as it is on Facebook and on YouTube, and... Uh, where else it's on, it's on Twitter there, but uh, we'll put the full episode on Spotify and Apple as well. But maybe during the week we'll chop it up into a few little bits that lads don't have to consume um, this uh, epic long York. Um, the Junior B final is on, uh, what's that? That's on Saturday at six o'clock in Network Fulham Park. That's uh, Binding the Sound up against Nave One. Um, yeah, I've uh, heard a little bit about both sides in that. Uh, Andrew Beaton is back, I think, for Biden Sound playing junior B football. Uh, Andrew Hounds is playing junior B football. Good players. Um, I don't know if I weave around to for verdicts on that because I don't know if you know much about it, but just let everyone know that's on. The junior C final, I don't know when it's on, but the semi finals were last weekend there. And um, the same Mullins had a big win over Ballon and Clomore had a big win over Tullo. So, uh, yeah, same Mullins and Clomore in the final. That to be confirmed, and we'll confirm the fixture with O'Hanrahan's and the Blue. O'Hanrahan's uh, the Blues, Jeremy. O'Hanrahan's not Lachlan when we get wind of that as well. So, uh, all is left to say is just to uh, thank our sponsors, uh, first of all. That uh, is uh, Fitness Formulas, of course. Uh, that's Shane Clark's crowd. Just a, a new venture, and we wish Shane the very best luck. Fitnessformulas.ie is uh, the website. And what do yeah. those guys do? Just to remind you, an online coaching platform who offer tailored training programs suit your goals any level range from beginners to elite athletes uh, giving structured programs delivered to your phone each week so you have workouts to follow in the gym and that cuts out the guesswork so as we said fitnessformulas.ie we wish them the very best luck with that we thank them for for backing us here as well um so that's it lads not else on the on the agenda i think we're ready to wrap up are we it's a wrap yeah it's okay, so Tommy, yeah. thanks a million. Chris, thanks a million. Stevie, no thanks a million. And to everyone that tuned in, thank you as well. We'll do it all again next week. Take care, folks.